0: hello I'm Tom and I'm Nick and this is who Who got got the the assist? assist oh it's a goal who got the assist who got the assist New York. Oh, uh, hello. So we cannonball into the snooze fest of the international break in decent spirits after FPL Game Week 7, with strong scores seen across the board. Kaku leaves it late to register for many, whereas Kane scores his regulation brace away to delight captains, including me. I'm joined today by Nick. How are you doing? Well, Tom, I'm feeling relieved by
1: the game week. Out of the seven-figure doldrums and it's finally looking respectable, Don't act like you're not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I've also wildcarded, so I've been doing a lot of tinkering so far this week. Which I guess you actually do want to hear about, so let's get on with it.
0: That's right Nick, we are Who Got the Assist. Find us on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL, online at who got dot com and on Facebook. At facebook.com forward slash Who Got the Assist. Follow us and subscribe if you like what you hear and tell your friends about us of course. In this pod we'll run through this game with key talking points, update you guys on the Dart team and what we're doing with it. Yes, and link to that, Nyon Watch is gonna be sadly short yeah. this week.
1: <laughs> so instead we'll also expand on the market forces sections beyond our FFS article and we'll talk about the market in a little bit more depth, so let us know what you think, as well as of course Psychology Corner and then we'll also take some of your community questions. Excellent, uh, so Nick, how, how was your game week? Well Tom, I managed to beat you by one point, I saw that, <laughs> which I know deep. you were really annoyed about because <laughs> I think you thought you were going to finally beat me this week, know, I know. but of course uh, Mr Hosolu, he turned up with a <laughs> oh, <unbelievable. laughs> fluky, fluky goal, so I scored 71 points, mm. which um, I was very pleased with. Uh, I captained Lukaku instead of Kane so that's probably the only regrettable yeah. decision that I made uh, but my front line all scores, Hoslu, Kane and Lukaku my midfield was where I kind of let myself down because Ramsey only got three Ali got two Salah two. Oh, it's happening a lot but, though in the midfield isn't it where the yeah. midfields don't do anything exactly and that's a common theme of this pod actually we yeah, we're going to be talking sure. about the weakness of midfield but my defence I managed to get three clean sheets and a Davies 16 points so yeah, yeah, pretty
0: good it. all in all I got that as well. So I, I had Davies, Bellerin and Kane Captain were the three people who came through for me. The rest of the team was just appearance points. Um, so that's uh, Norton, Elliot, Alonso, Salah, Mickey, Richie. so all in my midfield, Lacazette and Vardy. Eight players... Two to three points each, Um, and still got seventy. Still got seventy, so it just proves at the moment what we've been seeing that if you have the one or two key players, that suddenly you're, you know, you're flying. But I mean, people this week must have had, you know, Monreal had Ward and maybe had Bavis. Like, imagine your defence would have got you like forty points. (laughs) I guess maybe let's talk about that Spurs game first. I mean, um, I overcame, I've overcome it. I think now, Nick, my early captaincy dislike, and I captain Kane. And, you know, there are a few. uh, uh, Lukaku was obviously the shining star for uh, pre game week who people were captaining didn't have Lukaku and I just thought you know I've got to put it on Kane I was I was, I was saying to Mickey, oh, I could do Mickey. yeah, yeah like you last thinking week. about that well, I'm so glad such a good decision <laughs> so glad I didn't and I got the text from you saying oh Kane you started early and I was like yes yes yeah <laughs> and there was all this like rumour and conjecture about Lukaku not
1: starting the match so I was getting very nervous at this point and then Lukaku was announced I was you know thrilled obviously that he yeah. played but I was watching that Spurs game thinking oh, I should have captained Kane especially because I think he scored twice before Within 22 minutes, it was. Yeah, so it's, it's, the rest, the second half
0: wasn't as exciting, but the, the first half, I was like, "Oh God!" Here it, we go. It felt like job done, didn't it? To some mm-hmm. extent, I think after the first half, like they were quite happy with three 0 Obviously, Bavis got his assist, which is obviously a good thing. And Ali and Ericsson I mean, you've got Ali, and a lot of people have Ericsson and those two failed to produce the goods. I don't know. I've got rid of Ali as part of my
1: wild card. He had a poor game again. I said on the last pod that even though he, I think he managed to get a couple of assists last game week, he had another poor game and he seems a little bit out of sorts, out of form. Um he got this yellow card as well for um diving, which was really annoying. That was terrible. Exactly. And um so I've got rid of Ali. They've got Bournemouth for home next, but I think I'm happy with only the double up because yeah. after that it's Liverpool and then Manchester United. So the fixtures are stiffening a little bit for Spurs after the Bournemouth game yeah but I think um, Ben Davies he's obviously got to stay in a team you know like as pundits like, run out of superlatives for
0: Kane, I guess FPL managers are running out of
1: superlatives <laughs> for Ben Davies I, right now.
0: I, sadly, he, he's the only defender in the top five for XG, so expected goals and XA expected, expected assists. And uh, our man Ed today was in Fan Football Scout, extolling the virtues of Davis. It's incredible, really. He's been entrusted with his bigger role going forward, and the majority of his touches now in the opposition half. I mean, what a man. I mean, he's this year's Alonso, isn't he, Nick? yeah definitely and he's, uh,
1: he's rising in price but he's still only 5.9 so you unbelievable. know unbelievable still, af- still affordable if you don't have him then, then get him in to be honest you're missing out but some people have his uh, teammate Trippier
0: I mean he got a couple assists as well yeah six of nine of Trippier's assists have been for Kane they've all been away but I think the issue with Trippier... I mean, Matt, our designer, has Trippier. But my issue would always be the Aurier factor. Because it looked like Aurier was started over Tripier a couple of when he got sent off. And I'd always be worried that's that kind of... There's that risk, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and
1: doesn't look like Danny Rose is back anytime soon at the moment. He seems to be
0: permanently injured. N- no, but, definitely um, not. And Plus, people saying, oh, okay, I can understand that why people would say, yeah, Rose will pro- might threaten Davis. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. But even if Dave, there's that the Google gate at the start of the season where he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, all the Spurs players, you've got to Google them first. That kind of Levy couldn't have been happy hearing that, could he? yeah. <laughs> and I think you made a good comparison with uh,
1: Costa and everyone not getting him Costa in last season because they thought he was going to get that fifth yellow card it's the same with babies some people missing out because they're thinking Rose is going to come back but not at the moment definitely not but I think Trippier I think he should keep his place in the team I know Pocatino was really annoyed with Warrior when he got sent off and it's just not something that he really stands for he doesn't like indiscipline within his team he's he's quite a firm taskmaster He's <laughs> so, so, uh, like pand the jerk stop it
0: like <laughs> you can't, you, can't, you can't go out and speak to me like that yeah. anyway i think you know spurs let's continue i think our investment's going to continue your wild card you're continuing to invest in spurs aren't you with uh, the two so yeah i, I think that's going to happen i mean who's your um, so we've had a few discussions this week about the the third striker as such and I've obviously got Vardy didn't do anything in the 0-0 with Bournemouth and you've been quite a... Quite negative about Jamie Vardy and my in my choice of Jamie Vardy this week. Not, uh, not really. Are you, I've you just said i you considering him? I'm not considering <laughs> Jamie Vardy. I'm not a fan of Jamie
1: Vardy. I know he he didn't deliver this week, did he? Since you've got him in, he's got three points and two points. Yeah, so you're, yeah still, he's got, you're still waiting for a return. Even though, I know he scored in one, one, of those games. one
0: point more than appearance, Nick. But that, that's that's a victory, yeah. in my <laughs> a moral
1: victory, maybe. But the third striker is a conundrum that um, has um, sort of damaged me a little bit with the wild card because. I guess it's so annoying because I had these grand plans of having Aguero and Morata in them and having this power front free, and now both of those guys are ruled out. So, you know, I'm trying to look at options, how to play it. Kane, obviously, definitely stays within the team. Gabriel Jesus is now one of my... Jay-Z, yeah. you remember? The yeah, Jay-Z is one of my strikers. Um, and then there's a, couple, there's a couple of options, so... At the moment, I still got Lukaku sitting there, the fifty yeah. percent owned man, sixty percent even. My transfer paid off. This oh week we got right? Charlie Daniels in. Didn't oh, you? Because I? Did, uh, yeah. I got rid of Chris Lowe um, from Hudsfield. He got um, he got, six, he, got didn't he? he got zero. No, no, uh, Daniels. Daniels got six. Yeah, and he so, was sitting uh, in,
0: and, and Daniels was sitting in two bonus until they revised it, and then he went down to <laughs> he just was outside. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't actually noticed that. <laughs> well yeah, so I'm
1: glad <laughs> I missed that one. I'm glad it annoyed me, but um, yeah, no. Daniel's paid off and yeah it's a Vardy Tom yeah, keep,
0: you're I'm, keeping I'm, the faith aren't you I am I mean in the short term you've got West Brom you've got Swansea you've got Everton you've got Stoke and those are four fixtures that are absolutely fine for him um, and he's actually having attempts at a greater rate than last season so he's actually had a shot once every 43 minutes versus once every 53 minutes last season according to FFS but the key for, for him is he's absolutely nailed he can scavenge a goal as I keep saying scavenger of his Vardy man looks like a vulture a little bit doesn't he Like a bit, bit like a rat a bit like a, a, a bit vulture there's some sort of carrion vermin kind of uh, theme going on with Vardy. Um, it's, that's a bloody awful, but that's absolutely fine. I mean, that's just what you expect from Vardy, I think. I guess you're in a glass case of emotion whenever you're watching him. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not hoping for something to happen every time, even though his, you're looking at him just thinking, he is so bad. But the, all it takes is a ball over the top and him running onto it. And you're like, oh my God, I can get something here. Um, obviously not a penalty, um, because I'm not going to get anything there anymore. Um, Kaku then, Nick. How are you feeling... Three uh, 0 up, Manchester United. Well, 20, he, Ten minutes to go. He, he, left me,
1: he left me sweating. You know, like I was feeling quite anxious right up to the last minutes. But of course, I said that Kaku plays ninety minutes every game. That's Ho- Jose, a fact. Jose does not rotate him. No, he said uh, he likes to play him every game. He's actually come out in the press um, last week or so saying that that he has to be played at mm. ninety minutes. But um, he didn't have a great game. You know, he's quite anonymous for a lot of the match. But the good thing about Kukaku is he's so consistent now. You know, that's like mm. seven, seven goals from seven games. But it always seems to be like six or seven pointers from him. He yeah, hasn't exploded. So it, it's the
0: cost of theory, isn't it? It'd be interesting to run like you know, an analysis of them both, like the first six games and just see what happens. He does do that. just just seems to return one one goal and that's it. It's a very common theme with Mourinho as well, I think, to do that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just tough because on my wild card I'm looking to potentially bring in Kyle Walker as a defender. Right. But the only way I can bring in Kyle Walker is if I sell Lukaku, downgrade him. Mm. And it's just, it's just, I'm just very tight
0: for cash, I, trying to fit all these players in. I and mean, I suspect we'll be talking about that a fair bit in the community questions, given what we've been asked this week. I mean, Kaku is, uh, the stats have improved since last season. He's having a shot every 20 minutes, versus last season it was shot every 29 minutes. Uh, but the accuracy is kind of similar. Um, there was one man in that game, Nick, who uh, you seem to have, Taken a liking to. He, he's joined. You've, you've made a made, made a new uh, mm, new enemy. shrine to him. Mm, yeah, new shrine,
1: the Fellaini shrine. Oh, no, I've not got a shrine for him. But, um, so, tree, tree man. Yeah. So, so why, um, why are you um, looking at Fellaini, tree as so, your
0: man?
1: I really like Fellaini. He's only four point nine, so he's only zero point four more than some of these four point five midfielders that yeah, everyone's yeah. been extolling the virtues of how they're going to come good. Except you've got a guy who's scoring consistently. There's only 0.4 more. And he's only... So he's playing in the Pogba role. So Pogba's out for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, he's unspecified, got, I think.
1: Unspecified. You've got Matic providing defensive midfield support. So this enables Fellaini to get forward and attack. So he's only played... He's played less than four games so far.
0: Hmm.
1: Obviously, because Pogba's played a lot of the games this season. But he's he's actually already got three goals. He's, um, he's basically... We, it's always a bit of like a Fellaini lottery whenever you see him come on in a match. It's like Fellaini roulette. It's Fellaini roulette. Do do you think that he's going to get sent off? Do you think he's going to give away a penalty, <laughs>
0: or is he going to score? Well, or, or a combination of the oh, three. Yeah. Well,
1: this season he seems to be scoring a lot, and I know United's fixtures are stiffening, but. They've got um, Liverpool next, who are the joint third-worst defence in the Premier League at the moment. The defence is made up of drugged-up
0: biscuits, isn't it? I mean, they've got Lovren saying you take six or seven painkillers a game. You've got just general issues with all sorts of defending.
1: Yeah, so Fellaini's won 64% of all his aerial duels, which is, you know, above 50%. Manchester United they have taken 50 corners so far in the Premier League with a corner conversion rate of 28%. So that's 14 successful corners so far in seven game weeks, which is two successful corners a a game. Mm. And who do you think they'll be aiming all those corners at? at They'll all be
0: going towards Fellaini. But I think the thing is at the moment, I, I can see the point about him being quite cheap and him offering something because he's playing for United too at the top end, rather than having a character like Tom Carroll playing for Swansea. But I mean, he just seems like Etienne Capoue with an afro to me. I mean, he's got four shots had four shots he scored three goals and to me that screams unsustainable but I can see why you're bringing him in to some extent the, where the shots are being taken it's not like he's
1: taking Kapoo was taking pot shots outside the box and somehow getting them in the back of the net Fellaini all his shots are within the box Yeah, literally right in front of the keeper from corners or set pieces so it's a different type of shot that he's taking to the ones that Kapu were taking. So oh, okay. he's a more on target, <laughs> right in the centre. And you know what, I'm not going to rave about him all day, but like he's only 4.9, so why not yeah, give it a chance yeah, I give see, it a go? You know? He's going like to che- <laughs> be the cheapest guide, probably, in your starting no, 11. I, or the second cheapest. It's not
0: like I'm, I'm raving about a 12 million man here. You know, He's 4.9. Yeah, exactly. I think that that definitely works. Um, I guess mo- moving on to people that... Well, another cheap option that I'm considering, certainly, is a Chupo moting um, who uh, got an assist in the 2-1 victory for Stoke over Southampton. Um, uh, Peter Crouch scored again. Berahino took a penalty missed it <laughs> I feel like we should do Berahino watch because of how terrible he is but that, yeah, that would just be vindictive I saw, that, I saw I think. that match
1: of today's stat that he hasn't, hasn't scored in 31 hours and 48 minutes and in that time he's also now missed three penalties oh, so, <laughs> so he bad, just can't score at all and this was a this was a week where all those kind of you know rubbish strikers were breaking ducks this is a week where Rondon scored this is a week where Sacco for West Ham scored no um Youth scored, uh, Couchy of course. They all they all managed to score all these all these third strikers that we yeah, used he's... to have in our teams. But that's kind of why I'm saying like. About power front freeze and going expensive. And you've kind of gone expensive with Vardy. Yeah, really, it's, the most know, it's expensive quite, of the first. quite a it? premium free strikers. And I think you can't really trust these 6.5, 6.0 strikers because they're too, they're too inconsistent. They can't score regularly. Was, never was, score regularly.
0: Certainly not. I mean, they've got City up next and you've got to worry about them and people are going to be. We'll come on to it like in a minute, mm-hmm. but I'm sure like you are heavily backing City. I am looking at my team and thinking, oh, where can I get a City player and now? Aguero's gone. But Stoke, after game week nine, have Bournemouth at home, Watford away, Le- Leicester at home, Brighton away and Palace away. And that, that's actually a decent little run of fixtures. Um, and I'm looking at the man Chupo Moting, um, who has been a bit, you know, one of those, where we, we've casted him as, you know, one of the rotating uh, cast of uh, mid price Midfielders who are doing okay, but he got an assist, and the, the actual average position of him is looking quite good. And there's a lot of kind of discussion about him versus Richarlison at the moment. Um, for for five point six, I think he could offer some good value in those fixtures I've just mentioned. Definitely, yeah,
1: he's definitely an option in the midfield, and I think he's worth going for if you fancy him. I mean, I've um, for Stoke actually, I've, I'm looking at uh, Kevin Vimmer. Oh, really? So yeah, four point yeah, four. He's going to be the third man on my bench in that Manchester City game because mm. I don't really want him playing. Keep him as far away as possible. Right? Yeah. Like, like Sir Carroll, yeah. someone's even sermon to, to come in over Vimmer. Oh, but, did you get um, Sermon
0: in before he rose? Yeah, I that did. That was one more funny rises I've seen recently. Yeah, I got him in
1: before he rose, but I, I don't even know if I want him, really. I might have just bunged Ruben Loftus-Cheek in instead. Yeah, I mean, he's inelig- um, Loftus-Cheek's ineligible, obviously. Yeah, I know he's ineligible. Yeah, the That's same- why I'm put off a little bit. But, um, yeah, so Vimmer... I think it, I think it's worth giving him a shot because he has a he has fallen price. So he's only four point four. He's one of the cheapest playing defenders yeah, currently in the game. Apart um, from yeah. Bember didn't start. That's the thing. maybe starting for Watford, but four point four seems yeah. To be there's Mariapa I mean, Rosenya occasionally plays, but not. There's not too it's many.
0: Sutner I think is four point four now. But apart okay. from that, yeah. But
1: with um, with Stoke's fixture run, I think why yeah, not try yeah. and get some cover? Yeah. Of course, it is Stoke. That. It's a Mark Hughes team, so they probably won't keep a single clean sheet in that tie. (laughs) um, The other reason I quite like um, Vimmer is because I'm also thinking about um, Ward, uh, Stephen Ward from Burnley. And uh, Burnley and Stoke's fixtures, um, they go really well hand in hand for the next few game weeks. So whilst Burnley have West Ham this week and Stoke have Manchester City next week, Burnley have Manchester City. But I can uh, drop Ward for my team and bring in... um, Bring in Vimmer, who yeah. has
0: a uh, Bournemouth at home. Yeah, I can get that. I can understand that completely. I mean, you, you have Ward this week. I mean, we can talk about the Everton, Everton Burnley game now, I suppose, since we've segued there. I mean, Ward got that assist. And uh, yeah, I mean, Wardinho as, uh, is actually outstating Norton, who, when I was wildcarding way back when, two weeks ago, seemed like the man to own. Um, he's got nine crosses to Norton's eight, and he's obviously outpointing. And I'm looking at one of the 4.5s myself. I mean, I know that like Mark from France Football Scout has Tarko. Yeah. I mean, you got you got me who's been me hover, hovering. hovering
1: on the edge of dropping to 4.4 for quite a while. Hmm. So I've um, I've not brought him in because I don't really want to bring in a player that's going to fall. I actually got Ward in before he rose because he's risen as well. That's good. I so like, I caught the rise of Ward. Yeah, I'm
0: just not interested now he's risen. But I mean, I, I saw some really cool stats on Burnley. I mean, you got. Um, Tarko and me have thirty blocks between them, just two players, which is more than sixteen of ninety of the other nineteen teams in the Premier League. So, like Heaton last year was getting all the saves. This year, the two central defenders just throwing themselves in the way of every shot, and they've got eight points away from home now. Burnley, they only got seven last season. They're genuinely atrocious all all year away from home. It is quite impressive,
1: especially considering like the teams that they've been playing. Like they've beaten Chelsea, they've. You know, got draws against the likes of Spurs you know, they've beaten Everton now as well so you know they're, they're yeah,
0: yeah, definitely you know, playing up yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably not obviously as Leicester as... are they <laughs> but at the yeah. same time they're no, uh, maybe not. They, no, are Watford, no. they are looking good I mean, are you interested in like, Brady or Wood or anything like that
1: going um, forward for Burnley? possibly I, I'm not going to fit those guys into my team I'm not really thinking about them too much I think um, Burnley defensive cover perhaps as part of a rotation with Vimmer is where I'm trying to go at the moment in terms of my wildcard
0: yeah, okay, that makes that makes sense. I mean, there's always always Pope as well. who could who could save you.
1: Pope, yep, he's an option. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, 4, he's if he was four point zero, I'd be all over Pope right now. But
0: um, yeah, exactly. Not really looking at him. Just like a reborn Chris, uh, reborn Christian, I suppose. Um, so going back to I guess this week, uh, you have got the West Brom drawing two two with Watford. Uh, Richardson again trolled me. So game week six, I sold him. Since then, he scored in both games. I think it is. Uh, do you think that he's this year's king/slash Potentially, I mean, he's a, a very exciting
1: young sort of Brazilian. I think he's only twenty years old. Sort of, he's, he's definitely you know creating a name for himself. Obviously, there's also uh, the Duke Ducore. <laughs> he,
0: uh, he's another cheap Watford asset. Oh, it's um, mad! And he's isn't delivered it? the points this week. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, he's got eight bonus points, I think, so far. Go back to Richarlison. He's trolled me pretty bad. He's got the same number of touches and boxes as Mo Salah does for Liverpool. He's not really doing crosses though at all. All he's doing is taking shots and taking shots and taking shots. And that's that's fancy gold. I think at six, po- 6.1, 6.2 six point one, six point two, he is. Yeah, that could be something. I mean, he could be one that you pop in leave him I and mean, then you know, the next two games i have got Arsenal and Chelsea I and mean, then the fixtures get a bit better but if he does something as Arsenal and Chelsea I think I'll be convinced that he's you know a guy that I need to yeah you've in. been
1: talking about getting Rick back in I'm like oh do you really want to be trolled further he reminds me of like Eden Hazard for the last couple of seasons like he this is one guy who's trolled me to heaven and back like every time <laughs> I, every time I have Hazard in he blanks and then I got rid of him and then I think he got a uh, Seven, I think he scored like 17 points against Arsenal or something ridiculous yeah. like, because he, he always seems to get points against like the, the better teams and then when he's got like Swansea at home or something I'm like oh hasn't bring him in and captain him no bank yeah. it's a deep burn it's it a deep burn yeah, like,
0: yeah I, I, I don't know I mean Chelsea, Chelsea Man City um, I mean Murata, the big story there he's gone out and I think a lot of people including yourself are thinking of bringing him in on the Cup because of the amazing features that Chelsea have coming up when yeah. you've got Palace away Watford at home Bour- uh, Bournemouth away, those three. If you had Morata, you'd be expecting you know three or four goals at least. Uh, and then you know, many Man United at home, and then you've got uh, West Brom away. But it then continues into like, a sea of green for the next kind of ten, fifteen game weeks. What are you going to do? I mean, you think are you going to double up on Chelsea with those fixtures? What are you, how are you approaching it's, that? It's
1: tough because I'm still keeping the faith with Alonso, and a lot of people on social media have been saying to me, ditch Alonso and bring in uh Dave who's only um, he's, he's 0.5 cheaper or 0.4 cheaper now maybe yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's um, he's been you know getting all the assists but he um, aspil has developed such a strong relationship with Morata and now Morata's out the team you know who's he going to be passing to anyway he's probably going to be parsing- Batman <laughs> I don't know if they've got that connection You'll either go to Hazard or weave weave around for a bit and then pass to Pedro or score so as Aspilicuator probably won't be getting the same (laughs) Uh, amount of assists. Or Lonzo might be, you know, banging forward if Hazard's playing up top because I don't really know how they're going to play And and about Shirai, he's he's come out in the media, um, you know, he's been saying just like about how... um, he, he's kind of lucky to, that Morata's got injured and and this is his chance to shine but when Morata got injured Batshuayi didn't even come on you know
0: Hazard played the, the sort of false number nine role that, that'll be the worry with me but are you considering Batshuayi I've seen you've you, you tweeted about him this week and you've got widely pilloried. I think <laughs> it's a batch yeah
1: maybe I'm rye crazy for uh for thinking about bringing this guy in but you know he's 8.1 so he's a falling star. He's dropped to 0.4 since uh, the season's mm-hmm. begun. I think he, he could be, um, you know, he's actually played really well. Outside of the Premier League, he's on about two points or something from all the games he's played. He's got minus one in one of them because he scored an OG and he's just yeah. an awful time. <laughs> he's at, but in, in all other competitions, he's, he's been absolutely smashing it for Chelsea. He's scored loads of goals. Yeah. Um, he's just not and he's very impressive for the amount of minutes he's actually been playing in these games. So... Uh, it
0: sounds yeah. like um, Nacho like last year, doesn't it? Where if Aguero was injured, then straight away be looking at Nacho and, and thinking, let's just get him in for a couple of weeks, see how well he does. I mean, Morata, it's unclear how long he's out. It sounds like it's, it's about six weeks. Um, so I think, I think we're looking at, I mean, to go to the other team in that game, Jay-Z, I mean, he got an assist. Yeah, he, he, for once, uh, Jesus provided the cross rather than being on the end of it. But at the same time, he's got to be the man now that you're looking at through your team like nailed on can he's got to be playing what 60-70 minutes every game hopefully hopefully
1: but like you said with Ian Hatcher and with Pep you never know he might decide to play he can't play like Sterling up for him it'd be just crazy he should definitely start so I'm bringing him in I mean with with all the other injuries I think he's got to come in now to be honest
0: uh, is um, he going to play every game when we saw he, uh, he was rested but that's because because Akum was around um, he, I, think... I don't know we'll have to
1: see I mean I think the likes of um, Sterling and Sané will probably start to
0: saying maybe Bilva uh, Bernardo yeah, a bit, a bit Silva Bernardo Silva Bilva um, might, might come we've been asked a lot of questions about which Man City midfielder to get it and you've got you know, Dilva <laughs> David Silva that sounds hilarious Dilva uh, and Bilva Dilva and Bilva yeah, you've got Dilva mm-hmm. you've got Sané or you've got Sterling and it is, it is actually quite interesting to see who the supporting cast is going to be. I mean, do you have any thoughts about well, who you're getting in the middle? Yeah, at the moment I've got David Silver in there. I've gone for the mainstream choice. I
1: don't know because if I'm thinking about some of these other players, they are a bit, you know, I can't, I can't have like Sane or sterling i'm just asking to be trolled by rotation if i've got jesus and Sane, or, yeah, or jesus and true. sterling and for and all these other you know reprobates who probably won't <laughs> start like um, bash or whoever so yeah i think um david silver he's so highly owned he's been he's been performing really well kdb's too expensive to fit into my side unfortunately
0: i'm not going back there oh you can't go back there can you i've was... caught the
1: rise on david
0: silver as well so yeah I'd, you know i, I thought so. it was worth it i think it might be it might be sterling for me i mean it keeps varying because you're selling are you selling Mkhitaryan I think I am I'm not sure I mean Liverpool as we said their defence is absolutely diabolical so Mickey's creative abilities in terms of corners and in terms of through balls could lead to something but I'm worried because I haven't got any City cover now I've removed Kun and obviously you have got you're looking double triple City and there's me looking at, hopelessly exposed
1: yeah I mean if you look at Manchester City's next three games Stoke at home Burnley at home West Brom away you can see and and just look at the scores from their last few games they're getting like consistent five nil wins essentially it's more than the Manchester United four nils that they're getting so like you know I'm looking at Kyle Walker Kyle
0: Walker's been you know Brilliant. Yeah, he's been producing uh, quite um, yeah, well, quite consistently, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, definitely. He's uh, uh, smashing uh, it. So
0: Yeah, I guess uh, one guy who did produce for me this week is uh, is Hector Bellerin um, in the 2-0 victory over Brighton. Uh, that was probably another one of those contentious FPL assists where he kind of shot blocks him and and Monreal, of all people, hasn't scored since 2012. And, of course, there's lots of new owners now who are going to enjoy another few months of him not scoring. Um, but he he was uh, you know, in the right place at the right time, knocked knocked it in, and uh, Hector got me the 11 points. Uh, I was quite pleased with that. I mean, how did you feel no, as a Kolasinac? a little bit smug. You know? I did, I, I did.
1: Because got um, a clean sheet, Sorry, so, you, you know, know. know, I'm happy with my six points for Kolasinac. I think you you wanted to go Kolasinac, but you wanted to differentiate from everyone else who seemed to have him within the league. Well, that, that so was you, it, you, yeah. I think you're about... Seven points up. So that gamble paid off for you. Bellerin, he, he's another one
0: who trolled me last season. So Yeah, exactly. You got, the baby, this heuristics kicks in. You're not going to touch him because you remember all his negative experiences. Actual positioning for Bellerin is actually a lot higher than it is for uh, for Klasnach at the moment. Up the pitch, that is. And you've got also got the fact that Alexis Sanchez is gets the ball on the left, drives towards goal. And you've got Klasnach either providing width and being ignored by Sanchez... Or you've got him trying to cover Sanchez because he's just out of position and Kolasinacchi used to be there to cover defensively.
1: I think, yeah, I think Kolasinacchi's attacking output has declined since the return of Sanchez because Sanchez, I don't think he will necessarily look to Kolasinacchi for a pass. Sanchez will try and dribble it round all the players and, and take a pot shot. And you could even say that Lacazette looks weaker with um, Sanchez in the side as well, because oh, yeah. he's he's a greedy he is a greedy player,
0: Sanchez. He, we he not is. like greedy players. That's why, FBL, that's or why or we play FPL. but I mean no, Lacazette, I think he got unlucky. Um he had three or four pretty good chances, hit the post with an amazing shot in the first kind of ten minutes. Um I got him in I'm I'm considering actually moving him sideways to to Jay Z. Uh, Ooh, that's a, that's very I, sideways. I know, there? I know, but I'm considering doing it just this,
1: not this what well, this week before. I feel Watford, like I feel like, he's,
0: I feel like because we've just said all of the stuff about Man City play, Man City midfielders being all confusing, that he might be worth doing. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. Um, I, I guess uh, there's a couple of other games to cover off. So you have got West Ham um, versus Swansea. I mean, I was really annoyed because they lost the clean sheet in the last minute. And um, I've got a tradition where I don't look at the score after 60 minutes. But I see one of my players on the clean sheet, and I, I unfortunately something caught my eye that that Norton was on the free bonus, went dark for a bit, came back, and I was just like, Oh damn it. They've, they've scored. So you've
1: got Huddersfield up next to Swan's yeah, I can good. see I can see a late um Aaron Moy goal just yeah, cropping up out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. And, and a Norton yellow as well. Just to, yeah. Just to rub it in. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people own Carl Norton, but he hasn't really. I think he, I mean, he had a good start season, but since uh, since he became like a popular pick, he's been blanking
0: quite Exactly. A there loads of loud noises about Norton early on. And I think that now it's kind of probably better it would have been better to get a ward in or something like that and finally this week you uh, you got a, a goal from a shot in inverted commas from your man uh, your man Hossley. Hoss- Hoss- yeah who I you know. publicly apologised to
1: I did publicly apologise I felt bad but, Um to be honest I Perhaps, um, you know, a few people commented rightly that I shouldn't have apologised because he absolutely fouled it up. It wasn't really sure sh- I just bounced off Matip's leg and he was in plenty of space thanks to um, a Shelby through ball through, <laughs> between uh, Lovren and uh, Matip. And he, he, um, he basically just kind of dribbled a little bit, stood
0: around and then Matip... <laughs> Yeah, and knocked the ball on that tip and it went into the net. So I know yeah. it, was cra- it was crazy, but I mean, there were loads of blanks elsewhere. Though, we both had Salah Nothing happened really. I mean, he had a shot in the in the fifth minute or something, and just generally kind of buzzed around, looking busy. Yeah, didn't okay. really do anything else. So
1: it seems like Coutinho seems to might might be the uh, the man to own in the Liverpool midfield. Yeah, now. yeah.
0: I wish if I had my time again, I think I'd put Coutinho into the Salah for differential. I feel um, like I, I should I should have done that.
1: I mean, I've missed the Coutinho rise because I was thinking about possibly downgrading Salah oh. to Coutinho, but I didn't do it. Mm. I would have saved, uh, you know, zero point three at the time. Now saying probably zero point two. I still quite like Mo Salah. I feel, you know, I'm stuck with him. You, now. you build a connection to these players. This is the thing. Right? Yeah, you're kind of like you just uh, love
0: men with afros. Uh, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is true. Um, uh, you do build these connections. I mean, you've got unfortunately on the other the other side the other part of Liverpool was obviously Firmino didn't start. Uh, And for me, No Not Starting was one of those where I'm hoping as a Vardy owner, I'm like, oh, come to Papa, (laughs) give me a rise. Because a lot of people probably are thinking, oh, oh, I can't keep Bobby. Or or who else is that? It's it's Ratface. It's got to be Ratface. There's no other option. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, by the beard of Zeus, you can't can't go for Daniel Sturridge or something, can you? (laughs) No, you can't. And then I guess the, the final things are, obviously, Elliot didn't keep clean sheet again We've that was with...
1: fine for me because I I opted, you play foster? For, I opted
0: for Foster again it like, it's
1: like foster Foster's uh, yeah got one point that's, yeah. that's it uh, he's gone I've gone for Timmy Cruel actually
0: yeah I've got Timmy Cruel and the final couple of observations are Atsu looked terrible didn't look up my man Richie who'd been shunted out to the win because of Jonjo Shelby aka Lord Voldemort he was
1: man of the match wasn't he Richie yeah I've got no <laughs> idea how Richie was man of the match in that, that game if,
0: yeah. uh, and then you know, obviously Voldemort has kind of uh, been pushing Richie out of set plays and I'm a bit worried about that going a bit of the end of the day well it's, it's, uh, he's got the international injury now Richie so I'm just hoping uh, when he comes back he's back in full force alright Nick let's take a break and move on to the features who got the assist who got the assist so this is our uh, our features bit where we talk about kind of a few regular things that we speak about every week on the pod. The first thing we're going to do is update you on the dark team. So uh, this team just to recap is a team of people who are not being picked or looked at in the majority of sides currently. Identity will change over the course of the season, of course, but there will always be a substantial set of players, you know, like Manolo Gabbiadini in the early stages of this season, who are on the fringes of or being completely ignored by the FPL community. This side features players who are, you know, you're not used to seeing in FPL teams. For example, we've got, you know, Josh King, Captain, all this kind of thing. This week, Nick, the Dartsiders, they ended up at 340 k uh, which is still doing a lot better than we are uh, 57 points we've got the likes sort of Edison starting he got a clean sheet Monreal smashed it 15 points yeah, he delivered the points didn't he yeah the, he yeah, did got Valencia you got Maguire so you've got a strong defensive performance on those four uh, Sana last week's star not very much Siggy Martial got an assist uh, he's just got an assist, and uh, Vardy, uh, who probably needs to go quite soon. King, who was the captain, got not very nothing, and Wijnaldum got nothing. Literally. So well, it wasn't a great week for the Dark but I think
1: Montreal sort of was their saving grace, I guess. Um, do yeah. we have any transfers in the bank? We just got the one? We've got two. We did
0: King Gabiadini, and we've also and you know, we've got a team who's in the top three hundred and forty thousand that made out of players who no one really owns or used to There's own. There's not really anyone to sell this game week. I suppose we could sell
1: Monreal because he somehow has entered the meta this week. We've also got Chalaba who's
0: injured so yeah, exactly. I, think, I think that might be might what we do like a maintenance thing when we were running this team all season i think a wild card's got to be coming up for this team
1: yeah, yeah. So we I mean, think... it should do at some point definitely wild card it maybe not this week because it's my wild card but, you
0: know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think, I think we'll, we'll talk about it but yeah i mean this is a team that we put together what in five minutes before the game week one deadline and it's uh 350 places ahead of you i definitely think yeah it a, should... a million ahead of me I know, it's, it's, it's doing ridiculously well.
1: And yeah, it could do with a refresh at some point so that we can get rid of the likes of Vinaldum, who are <laughs> yeah.
0: even too anti meta for the anti meta right now. I know, there? it's not not doing anything. But at the same time, I, I think, you know, it, it's one of those things that we, we thought we'd do this year just because it shows the, the dark side of FPL with the players who just don't walk in the light anymore, not selected by managers. Speaking of players who asked that to my managers, Nick. I mean, we're going to talk about market forces now, and this is the part of the pod where I mean, we talk about the economy, we talk about the market, what's who's being brought in, who's being sold, and why that might be. And then this week we're expanding that a little bit because normally we have a feature called Nyon Watch, which is is not happening this week, is it, Nick? No. So Nyon Watch is our regular feature where we
1: talk about the virtues of Alan Nyom and his performances week in week out for West Bromwich Albion so the reason we kind of look at we were looking at Alan Yom and dedicated a feature to him because last season he was only at 4.5, but this season, along with Eric Peters, actually he um, he somehow got a price rise and was at 5.0, and we we, we weren't really sure whether he he deserves that price rise. <laughs> no, certainly not. But so- he he performed quite well for the uh, beginning of the season, but since since then, with um, a couple of new signings, a couple of injuries coming back, like Kieran Gibbs. Um, coming back Johnny Evans entering the fray uh, and hasn't played in the last
0: game week and yeah uh, it's, so been disappoint- it's, it's, it's been, been disappointing been bit- for Alan hasn't it and I think it's you know this so this week we've got some space so yeah so with the market forces the main sort of
1: impact on the market this um, this game week is uh, obviously Alvaro Morata's injury has impacted the market greatly he's, um, he's already had 277,000 transfers out so far this uh, game week um, and that's a net transfer in of a um, net transfer out of 226,000 so um, that's because uh, so that, 50,000 people probably 50, bought him in even though he pulled his hamstring it's, it's absolutely
0: bonkers people
1: obviously weren't know, sort of person you know.
0: there sort of for who's just like uh,
1: oh I'm on the minor say already what should I do like a three, it,
0: free first or something that
1: like. is yeah so he's been yo-yoing out, in and out of people's teams I think the previous game week he was the most transferred in player so um, Alvaro Morata he he's the biggest mover this game week. Yeah, and um, and then, but second we've
0: got Harry Kane. Yeah, I, mean, I guess a lot of the Murata sellers are trying to find a way to get to Harry Kane.
1: Exactly because Aguero and Murata they're the most sold players. So where who who are being bought for these guys that are injured and it and it's Kane and Jesus. So Kane has had 242 transfers in this game week. He's had 237 nets transfers in in total 5,000 people have got rid of him yeah. but um, you know we, we, we absolutely love Kane he's already had a price rise he's now at 12.7 so he's reaching unaffordable territory for many people you're going to be having to take some hits at this stage or you, you know, yeah. if especially if you're selling likes of Maratta. And I, I know some people, because Maratta fallen in price already this game week, and Aguero's fallen in price already. So people are like getting a bit frustrated online because they're saying, look. Why all these early transfers happening? We've got we've got an international break. All these people are bringing in Jesus, who's also had a price rise before he <laughs> plays two games in Brazil, and he's he's no doubt going to be injuring
0: himself as well, isn't he? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I I worry about those sorts of things. It's the same as like every every national break with Sanchez last season, you were just thinking, oh, he's going to get injured. I'm not going to touch it. And uh, I, th- I think we actually panicked a couple, uh, one time, didn't we? And got rid of Sanchez. And this is one of those where well, when he when. Uh, Jay-Z is away Um, you've got to worry haven't you Fifth, I guess, is is obviously
1: Ben davis Yep, Ben Davies is uh, fifth. He's had um, net transfers in of 120,000 now, so he's had 128,000 transfers in in total this game week. It's uh, it's a shame because this game week, obviously, he's he's not really well. When he first got his hauls, I was one of the only owners of him, and you know he was a proper differential. But this game week, when I was kind of going through our leagues, just everyone seemed to own him and. And that shows the fact that 23.6% Ownership across the across the game now and that's including all the, like, the dead teams that haven't looked at their team since game week one so he's become a very popular pick and he's just getting more and more popular with all these managers you know swarming in to own the, you know, the legendary Ben Davies exactly. so everyone's more and more people seem to like the shrine every time we post it which means know and more
0: people joining the cult of Davies yeah that escalated quickly didn't it earlier on it was just you and a couple of people going yeah I've got babies and now yeah. it's like yeah babies it's like yeah, a, I mean, co- a chorus sort of of killed people. a guy with a trident. This like, escalating. Uh, so, I got, I got n- numbers number six in our kind of list of uh, players who are rising and falling to some extent, or subject to transfers, is, is Firmino, um, who's no show and no show for the uh, for four, past four weeks. It's been a blank, I believe, since uh, he didn't even start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, so, mean, I mean, in game, game week, in week, started didn't he? In game week three, you had people uh, shaping the whole wild cards and having him as their third striker. And now you've got a, a, a place where you know he's he's not even starting. You've got Sturridge starting. I don't even know if Sturridge is going to start the next game. No, Sturridge was terrible. You know, not yeah, has <laughs> was, got to come anybody. in. Um, but I mean, he's he's got um, you know ninety two thousand people have sold him. Um, I, I think he's going to drop. I think to eight point five. And I, I, it'll be interesting to see if he gets pick up again. I mean, if it, he does tend to go hot and cold. I had him last season for a, a long time, and he kind of did have a few weeks where he did not. And then suddenly Would score two goals Um, I mean the fixtures Aren't particularly Encouraging are they But at the same time You've got to be thinking Well um, Would you hold him If you had him Nick Probably not I would be looking To get rid The the final kind of couple On on our list I mean you've you've got uh, Ward Who we've spoken about already He has 77,000 new owners Including you And is risen by 0.1 We've um, got Fellaini
1: of course the next three actually Fellaini Wards and David Silver all people that I've brought into my <laughs> and world, world and then Ali who's being sold is someone that I've got rid of so it's yeah. all I mean the thing is it's interesting
0: all the people selling Ali so these are people 81,000 people sold Ali I mean maybe if you're moving to silver which I'm guessing a few people are I mean the stats will be identical 81,000 people have sold Ali 84,000 people have bought silver that could be where people are doing it but I wonder if you just can get burned there what do you reckon
1: yeah possibly it's, it's it's a risk I mean selling Ali might be a bad choice you know <laughs> so yeah. we'll have to watch out for it but I mean personally for me he hasn't proved himself enough at his price point which is 9.5 no. there's there's plenty of other cheaper options in midfield there's um, obviously all the other options you know Kane is the man if you're going to go for Spurs you've got to bring in Harry Kane and maybe some of these players are thinking oh, I'm going to sell Ali and downgrade him and so I can afford Kane in my team. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and then the other thing that's going on this week with a lot of wild carders, and we've seen this a few times actually. And moving on to the psychology corner, is that a lot of people are looking at goalkeepers again. Nick, and we said at the start of the season? Didn't we? I mean, our view on goalkeepers is to go as cheap as you possibly can. Or well, my view is at least it, it, definitely. It was my view as well last season because I owned um,
1: Pickford and Grant for quite a lot of the season. <laughs> yeah, so you, two, you got so many two points out there. men, and I was rotating them, and you had um, you had Jakubowicz was another, another sort of I
0: think it was 3.9 it was 3.9 one point. I had Jakubowicz and Pickford I think it was and they, that, that was really good for me that was the early wild card but we've got that keeper discussion cropping up again on Twitter and many other places and people saying oh you know I want that 5.5 keeper with a backup or I want that 4.5 with a backup um, which is really contrary to us and ultimately neither is right or wrong it's just an interpretation of risk um, so uh, FPL Guidance asked us um, what's the best goalkeeper strategy I'm considering your or elliot and 4.0 fodder approach too and that kind of leads us in very nicely to this uh, psychology corner because this is all about risk aversion uh, risk aversion is a behavior where you seek to minimize risk and many studies have shown that if people are given two choices one being a low risk low payoff situation the other being a high risk high payoff situation the majority of need to make that decision will choose the low risk one and it kind of makes sense doesn't it to some extent i mean a risk aversion is innate to human beings uh, survival and behaving in a way that minimises putting ourselves in harm's way well it's a charm for our ancestors Nick that's why we're here anyway um, but now we're safe. It's more about how you react to situations around you and how this primal instinct still plays a role in dictating behaviour. So the, the cheaper keepers versus the backup warriors approach to FPL is a really great example of this. The sort of stuff we saw this week when I mean, people were saying, oh, what if Elliot concedes lots of lots of goals? That's going to mean I lose points. Oh, it's too risky. I need a rotation. Um, oh, what if he gets injured? I'm going to have to take a minus four to get rid of him. I mean, these people perceive the risk as being too big and they want to spend the extra 0.5, but we'd think that's rubbish,
1: wouldn't yeah, we? I think the first one especially is crazy because Newcastle are actually looking very sound defensively, you yeah. know, like Lassell's... Yeah, he's mean, really proving himself as a club captain,
0: isn't he? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Like, well, not Alan Smith. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got your... Um, what have you got? You've got a 7.9 million keeper combo at the moment, haven't you? Um, well, 8.0. I've are got you, Timmy Krull. Oh, you haven't got Pereira?
1: No, I haven't got Pereira. I was tempted to the 3.9 man. But, but, you know, Krull
0: might actually come in at some point but at the end of the day I think people like interpreting a big risk with having a 4.0 and a 4.0 keeper versus people who like us who don't Neither is right or wrong, it's just how people individually interpret risk. Neither is the best strategy, but it's a very nice example of how we all feel psychological impacts differently, basically. In this case, we perceive far less risk in having Elliot alone than those who are spending the extra 1.1 million on keepers just to feel like, well, this isn't a risk, I'm going to be happy with this. And we're happy to to take it. Anyway, that's a risk aversion, and I'll write up about this in the next few days. Excellent, Tom. Is it time for a break? It is. Let's move on to the community questions after that. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? So we're back and it's time for
1: the community section, Tom. So we're going to have a quick look at the Who Got the Assists mini league, and it's very competitive at the top at the moment. With last week's uh, front runner, 11 Angry Men, um, Adrian Bentley, he only got 42 points this game. We see a bit of a shocker. He's dropped down to 14th in the in the league. But um, we can see, like um, Gavin Doyle, um, one of our Twitter followers, uh, he he got 83, and he's eight, <laughs> uh, so well done to him. He's on 444 points now, but the uh, the team at the top of the league is the Terabads. ben saturn 87 points and he got a score of 468 so very well done ben that's that's fantastic that puts him in uh 2523rd oh, in, in the world so, overall know,
0: this week five
1: at the back oh my yeah yeah brilliant so he had he had obviously had babies and Kalasenac, you know these guys. Like, like with us, his midfield let him down. He only got you know Salah, Eriksen, Mkhitaryan for a combined total of eight. Not very good. But he had Hossalu and he had <laughs> Captain Harry Somewhere Kane. clearly been listening to you, and, Nick. Uh... <laughs> and Fraser Forster in goal, who got a penalty save. So you know he's had a quite a, you know very good game week really there with um, clean sheets yeah, everywhere well, in defence, um, apart from Alonso. But. Well,
0: good luck. I mean that, that's uh, that's awesome. And you have got five at the back. That, that's that's very, that's, very yes. good. I mean That's what I noticed very anti-meta maybe our anti-meta team should be five at the back maybe it should be I mean Stephen Toomey I think would absolutely love that he keeps doing five one of our followers he keeps doing, has five at the back and had it all season but I noticed team doesn't have Lukaku and that's probably the first question we've got this week um, Matt at Yahoo Daily Fantasy hi Matt and Muted uh, MutedLama on Reddit both ask uh, Lukaku he's scoring plenty of goals you know he's, he's got plenty of chances you've got Murata and Aguero out um, but People are realising that getting rid of him means that you can get build a better team. And you're on your wild card, Nick. What, what are you doing with Lukaku? Should we should would you advise keeping him? It's a tough question, and um, it depends really. I'd
1: like to see how Belgium do and how Lukaku does in the next couple of games. They've got Bosnia up next, so it'll be interesting to see just in general how the Belgian national team do because I've got a lot of Belgian interest, as you know. You've got with, so much faith in so much faith in right, Martinez. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but no. It's on a serious point, Lukaku the problem with him and getting rid of him is his ownership is so high 60% so if he has
0: 60% of the time that's going to work every time Nick if
1: if he has a really strong game week and like delivers a brace against likes of Liverpool anyone who doesn't have him they're just going to see a sea of red arrows they so they're, they're, it's very scary getting rid of him his price is 11.8 so I would like to I'll, I want him to hopefully rise um, again this game you know, I'm not sure if he will but then I can cash in 0.2 on him and I'm just thinking about money here a little um, bit uh, there's, a,
0: there's a modest rise in ownership I guess I mean but at the same time mm. I don't have the Lukaku I no. took the decision to remove Lukaku and I might take the to remove Mikatarian as well I mean this links on to a question from Graham Smith is it time to remove Mikatarian? I mean I think United cover in general you've got a couple of you've got a Liverpool Huddersfield and then Spurs you've got two games sandwiched by the Huddersfield game which I think is going to do okay but you've got uh, I think the Liverpool game uh, it's difficult to see how that one will go it'll either be an absolute rout or it'll be really close I mean Mourinho likes to play the kind of game doesn't he where against the big teams he's going to keep it quite tight maybe one or two goals we the side especially against Spurs that's going to be a low scoring game i think
1: yeah but so, there there is not like there's loads of different midfield options out there at the moment if you're selling him who who are you going for? Are you going? You going Liverpool? But probably not. Maybe you know maybe Coutinho. You know yeah. maybe David Silva. You know you've got Dilver and uh, <laughs> Sané and Sterling as the options really. But outside of Manchester City, the Spurs boys also blank. So you're not necessarily looking at them this week game week. So I don't know. Um, I guess it's it's tough. I think uh, Manchester United have been free scoring. And there's, there's no signs that they're going to stop free, being free scoring. It's just it's getting like, the It's right not really a necessarily a case of keeping faith with you, Manchester United assets because they're, they're delivering week in week out really you know one blank and everyone's suddenly selling him
0: yeah i know it's crazy isn't it i think it's just because of the explosiveness of your, your other options I mean. like, it's, it's, it's the, 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 fixt- factor, it's the it? fixtures
1: turn is what people are looking at but I, i've kind of discovered you really got to look at form over fixtures I used, i've always been like a man who looks at the fixtures but i think form is
0: really important you really i think form is more important than fixtures generally so, link to that and um, we've got a few questions on Man City this week you've got Chris Butcher who asked us on Twitter who's the best City midfielder out of Silver, Sterling and Sana uh, you've got Tom Campbell hi Tom um, who asks, who says that he's intending to rock the treble Man City uh, with his Disney performing squad what do we reckon to that and you've got uh, Pontus um, hi Pontus um, on Twitter again who asks us uh, who says that he'd like the, the rating of the, all the City attackers from best to worst so I think we've got five haven't we we've got uh, well, we've got G uh, Jesus, uh, I don't speak Spanish, sorry, uh, Jay-Z, um, um, got, well obviously not Kun because he's in, so we've got Sterling, Sterling Sané, De Bruyne, and Silver. and Silver. yeah, De Bruyne, so, don't forget
1: De Bruyne. No. no, so, it's a tough question, are we starting with that one then, the rankage? Yeah, let's start oh, with the okay. rankage and then go into well, how we're we okay. going to swap it. Personally,
0: who's the top oh, man, Jesus, yeah, Jay-Z's got to be the top man, hasn't he, I mean, I... I think he's going to play 60, 70 minutes every game now. I think you'll probably, if you do own him, you're going to have to swallow eventually. Like, some rotation, him playing, you know, Kevin De Bruyne at false number nine, him playing bloody Otamendi at false number nine. Who knows, it's Pep it's like an, uh, Ed said to us earlier it's like an abusive relationship Pep's not going to do it to us again is he probably is but <laughs> you, you've got he, you've got he's or something you're like yeah fool me once fool me <laughs> twice kind of scenario yeah, shame yeah. on me exactly. <laughs> uh, I think there's going to be shame on everybody uh, but you, you've got I think probably uh, jay is the top man isn't he I mean, I, I'm thinking of getting him in I think you've got to have him without, without uh, Kun he's going to be the man in the middle and you've got the man on the wing I think is going to be Sterling um, I mean, is he
1: you, is he your number two
0: choice then because I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards David Silva. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, David Silva. Obviously, last few seasons he's been a bit of an FPL non-entity, but this year he's he's really shining from the centre of the park. You know, he's, he's 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 basically the linchpin with the team, and he and he's proved very good value as well and um, yeah so yeah. I'm definitely thinking about David Silva I'm, I think Sterling he's been rotated a little bit more and that's my problem with Sterling and Sane I think they're more liable for rotation so, compared yeah. to um, David Silva who seems to be playing every game week um, the issue with KDB as well and I think KDB obviously delivered the points this game week we've seen him play a little bit more withdrawn and he's more expensive than the option so personally for me I put Jesus first David Silva second Sterling KDB and then I
0: I mean, you go, it's fifth, Sane lost. Well, wow, yeah. interesting. I mean, um, El Stato, who we'll, we've got a question from a, him in a minute, but I mean, he put out a, a, a an infograph earlier on this week and he had kind of, uh, you know, obviously Silver being the creative guy. You had uh, Sterling taking shots. I think it's like a shot every 20 minutes or something in the last four games, which is crazy. And then you've got uh, kind of Sana being on the side as having kind of, you know, he's got quite a few shots, a fair bit of creativity. 8.3 versus Sterling 7.9, and Sterling, a noted flat track bully. Last year, all of his goals were against teams in the top, uh, in the bottom half of the Premier League. Um, for me, I think it might be Sterling. I is think Sterling, Sterling does prove better value for
1: money as well because Sane was a bit overpriced. I think personally. Going back to Tom Campbell's question, though, I think why, why not definitely triple up? I think there's a lot of potential in the Manchester City defence. Even the likes of Otter, Mendy and um, Stones are like delivering the points week in, week out. But my, um, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the pod that you know I'm looking at Kyle Walker. In the last four games, he managed four clean sheets, got two assists, and he's got an average of seven point seven five points per game from those games. So he's smashing it. Obviously, he had a bad start with the, the red card, I mean yeah. suspended, but since then he's um, proved himself a very valuable asset to Manchester City. Obviously, with Mendy injured as well, he's definitely
0: nailed on. You know, yeah, you, don't to, to... you
1: don't need to worry about rotation with Kyle Walker. He's going to be playing week in week out for this team. No, we
0: saw with Spurs, he was an absolute machine. So I think he will keep playing. So we've basically, you know, we're saying Walker probably. Saying that uh, David Silver, I mean, the only reason I'm not getting him in is because everybody I am chasing in our mini league above me seems to have David Silver. We said last week there's David Silver party. Neither of us have been invited. You've got your invite. I probably am gonna go. Yeah, go, dec- go, yeah go. declining the invite. I'm, I'm, the I'm gonna weird. go. I'm gonna go to. Go yeah, you have to Raheem's party. I'm gonna go, gonna go to the the more hipster Raheem party around the corner probably. But the even more hipster Sana party is probably going to be the yeah. one which bangs, and I'm not. That's, that's pa- where the loud noise is I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So I mentioned Stato a minute ago and uh, Stato said to us, you know, um, what's better is best to have three premium forwards or a, or two premium forwards uh, with a budget third and use the extra cash elsewhere.
1: Well, the problem with this is who are you looking at for your budget third? So I've seen a few teams where it's kind of like Dominic, Calvert Lewin or Tomahemid. But these guys aren't going to be starting your team so this is essentially opting for a four-four-two. so if you're opting for a four-four-two, that's an interesting strategy but i don't necessarily think there's the midfielders to pull off that strategy at the moment this no, you'd have to go for, you'd probably have to have at least hazard in there mm. i think definitely hazard maybe and even maybe sanchez to to make it you know a viable option yeah. and which is quite a risk at this stage in the game with 4 3 once again what do you mean by budget third striker personally because I wouldn't say Vardy was a budget first striker he, so it'd be like a 6.5 guy and there's no one there's, there's, yeah, I mean, there's Hoss-
0: no one scored in the last match that's enough some casuals to bring Hoss- him in isn't Hosselu,
1: it yeah no I don't know about Hosolu I, I, <laughs> I threw <laughs> him in for one game week <laughs> yeah. there's, um, there's a few people lurking <laughs> yeah. around like then Abraham obviously um, but then you know you've got the supporting cast of like Gabbi and Rondon and uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Andy Carroll <laughs> <laughs> like these guys come on so, um, I don't know <laughs> it's a very good question I just it- I'm I'm just not sure if it's like. Strike, no,
0: yeah. so so if you're on wildcards, you know you've got a blank page. You're going to do the free premiums.
1: I think so. At the moment, that's my that's why I'm opting for the power front free. Yeah. Even though
0: there's injuries, have completely scuppered
1: it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: that makes sense. I, I guess the actual extension to that kind of question um, comes uh, comes from the idiot's boss on uh, on Reddit, and he he says that. Um, so you've got you've got two premium forwards, most likely free. Are you going to put? So you said my field's rubbish. Are you going to put a money at the back and have kind of an hourglass shape, where you're big up, big at, big at the back, big up top, but really thin in the middle?
1: It's quite interesting that some people are going for this sort of five at the back approach, and it, and it's you know with um, the likes of Manchester City, Manchester United um they've all got you know these defenders that are quite cheap you know like the likes of Phil Jones that are bringing in points week in week out so it's eminently affordable to go for this sort of strategy with your with your likes of babies and your your Chelsea defender in there as well and you're going to be seeing lots of six points you know the occasional night the occasional double figure return from these yeah. guys as well like every week it seems like there's a defender with a double figure return like this week it was obviously Monreal and babies weeks before we I think it was all Valencia and obviously Alonso from a few Manchester City guys as well um, Walker in that. and yeah, like that but, but, I
0: think there seems to be a lot of value in the premium win backs at the moment I mean you've, the centre backs are kind of coming into play so you had Otamendi and you had a few others like that showing up Aspilicueta and, as well yeah exactly coming in and doing something but at the end of the day I think this season especially it's been acutely uh, visible that you've got these kind of wing backs highly priced that outperforming the equivalent in the midfield so why not have the defender because at the end of the day as you said I think right in pre-season that if you've got some a midfielder getting over 60 minutes they get one point you've got a defender gets over 60 minutes they get four plus if they score they get more points so why not just have the defender definitely I mean, and I think I was talking about last week
1: I was talking about midfielders and I, was to, um, I did a comparison with Lonza I think with with the 7.0s, and my man was um, Aaron Ramsey. He was like the best performing of them all. And you know, like if, if Aaron Ramsey seems to be the best performing 7.0 midfielder with his current returns, it's a bit, it's
0: a bit worrying, isn't it, for the, for the midfield? Exactly. I, th- I think it's just completely, their star, <laughs> the star of those guys has completely fallen. And it is time to look at the wingbacks. Oh, a link to that, Mahesh on Facebook um, asked us, Bellerin or Klasinac? This is quite interesting because obviously, are you staying with Klasinac? I've got Bellerin.
1: I think I'm actually um, getting rid of Kalasnač no. from the wild card. So yeah, you, you getting getting and You're jumping on the train. No, no, no. I'm not going for an Arsenal defence. I think this is part of bringing in Walker. Yeah. So obviously, I've got to find 0.5 somewhere from the middle of nowhere, which might involve a Lukaku sale. So it's not. It's not. Nothing's finalised in terms of the uh, the financing of my team. It's, <laughs> yeah. all, it's all a bit of a shambles <laughs> as to how it's going to work. But at the moment, um, yeah. At the moment, Kalasnač is out. Um, I haven't actually got any Arsenal in my team at the moment that's crazy I'm thinking maybe maybe maybe
0: Lacazette I don't know I mean, with Lacazette, I mean, we've got, we've got a Watford away, Everton away, who are no great shakes at the moment, and Swansea at home. I think that we will do something. Bellerin has performed above all expectations, as you said earlier. I got him in as like a hipster pick, <laughs> and uh, he, he's got me, you know, two bonus points plus the in the first game, plus the assists and the clean and the uh, bonus last week. So I'm seven points up. Quite happy with that. And for me, it's Bellerin out of those two. At the moment, it looks like he's the man who's performing. Now I've said that I'm sure he'll stop performing. I guess, I guess kind of moving forward in our teams a, a little bit. Um, PM me your Volvassor on on, on Reddit, uh, whose name I couldn't wait to read out on the pod. Um, said with Murata looking more and more out, and this is also linked to a couple of questions we got from Dawsey182 and also from FPL Footballer Hazard is it time to look at Hazard I mean he's completely under radar you've only got 3.4% of the managers owning Hazard only 20,000 have brought him in this this week um, if you have Ericsson if you have Ali would you be looking at Hazard well
1: possibly and you know like we talked about Chelsea's fixtures and how great they've got Crystal Palace next and you know what Crystal Palace are just absolutely horrendous right now They're yeah complete, complete and utter state of a team so you know I wouldn't be surprised if Hazard delivered the points I know um one of our guys, Marco, uh, he, he's uh, got Hazard in on his wild card potentially. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an option. Um, you know, obviously, Hazard's you... trolled me in the past, but I'm always a big fan of a Chelsea midfielder.
0: You know, I, I love Pards. You know what Hazard can do. He's like Kevin De Bruyne. You'd have him on your 5 side team without a doubt. He's just such a good player. But with Hazard, you've got you've got that kind of risk of him scoring two <laughs> a lot. And then eventually he will score ten or something like that. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, the other side of Hazard is the budget midfielders. So if the premium midfielders aren't working, what are the budget midfielders? Uh, Game Week 38 on Twitter asked us, budget midfielders, who are the picks out of Richie, Gross, Chupo, Rickarlison, Redmond ugh. Ugh, and Tadic and yeah, no, um, no, no, no Fellaini <laughs> <laughs> no Fellaini. What, what Fellaini Madness. Um
1: so we, I think Chupo and Ricard. out the ones he suggested Chupo and Carlison are the ones they we probably the, really
0: recommend they are the two aren't they I mean you've got Chupo who's looking like a de facto number nine for Stoke a lot of the time um, overtaking uh, overlapping sorry uh, Hesse who uh, appears to be too busy DJing in the reggae style and uh, Richarlison as we said earlier is taking a lot of shots and uh, I think they've got a couple of really poor games. i have got Arsenal and Chelsea, as I said earlier. But if he does kind of come through, he's probably the one I think I'd have for long-term. But I'm looking at Chupo, actually, Nick, for the short-term. OK, yeah, Chupo is a good option. and um, we've, we've, we've got to talk about Watford a little bit as
1: well. And I think, as Den- Denny Ledger said on yeah, Facebook, uh, dis- discuss Watford. Um, and I think um, you've got and obviously. we discussed him. And obviously, Decore, as well, is another option not listed there. And he's, he's very... He's very cheap, and uh, you know both of those guys are are very impressive at the moment. The unfortunate thing about Watford, and I did think about bringing a Watford player in my wild card, is that the fact that their fixtures are are quite challenging. They've the got next, are, the next Arsenal two, yeah. and then Chelsea next, so you know I, I don't necessarily think that. Those guys are going to get the returns that you're hoping for and from those games. Probably, probably um, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea might even keep clean sheets, most likely. So yeah, exactly. I mean, at the back,
0: at the back as well, you've got the choice. You've got a uh, Kiko Femenia who was the number two defender for a little while after scraping eleven points in game week four. Um, but at the end of the day, well, Watford looking good. I think that Marco Silva is one of his managers that I think both of us probably trust but over Mark Hughes. I think yeah, sure. Mil- Milver is a, is a Milver. Strong, Milver is a very strong manager. Marcialotti, as we were yeah, calling they, Marco we, earlier, I think we had a, bit of a
1: <laughs> we had a bit of a debate on uh, on WhatsApp about uh,
0: the next Arsenal manager. And I, I was extolling the virtues of Milver a little. So uh, jo- Joe Prenter on the Twitter asks, "How many game weeks do you give an underperforming player?" He's saying he had gross for three game weeks. Got burnt and he also had Richarlison same sort of thing as me had him in did nothing sold him and then suddenly he started scoring
1: I have said patience in the past but I think three game weeks is is enough often time time to get rid if you play a blanks in three game weeks you know by that point you tend to be seeing price falls as well so like as soon as I start seeing those price falls coming in I'm like I have to get rid I'm, you know there's yeah, someone start- there's someone who scored twice in a row at this point as well and you know you've got to stick look at form with your team as much as possible like a few people like for instance kept the faith in Firmino because um he'd obviously blanked for a few games they were like Newcastle he's going to score against Newcastle. and he obviously doesn't even start so when you blank for a few game weeks you start because of the poor performances especially when you're attacking player the manager starts thinking about your place in the team as well so you have to start worrying about rotation so exactly I mean know.
0: I think you've got a few kind, you've got a, diff- a few different typologies in the team you've got the kind of the, the the players who are fixture-proof, you know, you're Harry Kane, you've got you're, you're the Karkus, you're Hazards, maybe Salah would be in that, Beavis, yeah, Alonso. Yeah.
1: That is, that's a good counter-argument because we talked a lot about Harry Kane, we had him in the start, obviously, we know he doesn't score in August, so maybe we won't have him in from the start next season. But no, that was actually, that was a Wales vagina, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> but, like, Kane got zero goals um, in August but he got 13 in September so you know like patience with Harry Kane but if it's like
0: tube voting and he doesn't score for three games then maybe get rid of two yeah guys. then maybe you're probably looking at <laughs> a kick in the team aren't you well I hope that answers that Joe uh next we've got a uh, Relativity Coffee, who, and this is one for you, Nick, who are the best enablers? So he says, you've got Perea at 3.9, you've got Meister at 3.9, Meyer at 3.9, you've got Andy King, who was 4.4, you've got Lewis Lewis Cook at 4.4. A true enabler is someone who's very cheap, but also starting
1: week in, week out. So like Rob Elliott would potentially be an enabler, and we'd say we'd recommend him as a defender, Chancellor in Bemba. What happened to him? He was the perfect enabler, but he didn't even make the squad this game week. But I think um, I like I like Vimmer. At his pros point. I think he's yeah. a good enabler. Four point four. Yeah, you knew,
0: I think these people need to be starters to some extent don't they so
1: King King was someone I was looking at he um, he actually rose he was 4.4 he's now 4.5 uh, Andy but, King not Josh King Andy King but um, he actually got substituted at half time for uh, Vincente Iborra so you know your man Iborra <laughs> yeah, at the start yeah.
0: of the season you, you were extolling his virtues and yeah, uh, that, well, that, well, that, well, that well, works out well, uh, well yeah he's been injured <laughs> um, your legendary eye for a player <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ben Davis, I guess can kind he, of work he out. wasn't a neighbour. He's not.
1: He's not really a neighbour anymore. I don't no, know, that's true.
0: That's true. Well, I, I, so I guess your key. Who do you have as your kind of? I mean, I've got um, Chalobar, who obviously is now injured. I uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, who then got injured, now ineligible, and I obviously also had uh, Elliot. And I've got uh, Mbemba.
1: Loftus Cheek has been very good for Palace. hasn't got any returns yet, but he does look good. Same with Tom Carroll, he's another enabler. Sermon <laughs> risen yeah. in price, but I don't, I don't I think he just got a lucky goal really. I don't know what yeah, he's so doing you in my team. Cork at burn. I just, I just caught the rise. Yeah, so you've got a few people. Uh, who you, have
0: you got, if you have four, who are your four point fives at the moment? At the moment
1: them? it's I've got Sermon and Carroll, but I might put RLC in. I just don't know. It's just because the ineligibility. Oh, well,
0: it's only one week. I mean, yeah, it's prob- one week. I maybe I'm being a bit silly.
1: That. Maybe I'm being a bit silly there. Just bring him in. Yeah,
0: maybe. I mean, uh, I mean, link to that. We have got a question from uh, from NJ, part of the Lacazette uh, owner support club. <laughs> Where does the best value lie this year in defence midfielders or forwards? Um, I think that's probably pretty clear. Defence. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be defence, hasn't it? I mean, the 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 dual output of offensive and defensive is just so um, unignorable I suppose, I mean you're so wise to have even thought of that in the beginning
1: yeah for sure that was my argument and I looked at kind of the, the numbers from last season and I saw like like the defenders are getting like the, they had the best points per value I talked about the points per value metric a little bit yeah. and like what they scored over the season versus I think um, Gary Cahill was top actually yeah are <laughs> you know, probably, uh,
0: probably happy you didn't bring in Gary Cahill aren't you oh yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah, so I guess his kind of follow up question is quite interesting is what what's the what's the one name per position that you, that's the prime okay. target Okay, so defense is Bay this right? Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say
1: goalkeeper Elliot. Oh, no, goalkeeper was, Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or De Gea if you're a premium man. We're, we're oh yeah. oh yeah. We want to, talk, to. We want to talk about those. Yeah, no, risk, yeah. risk
0: aversion gone mad. Midfield. Um, I don't know about midfield that's the thing midfield is a big question mark at the moment so
1: far it's been Silva, actually it's
0: been David Silva hasn't it yeah again a load of points that neither we, of we, u- we just didn't want to say the name because we haven't owned him <laughs> neither of us even saw that's, that's quite depressing isn't it mm-hmm. I mean you've got probably Mo Salah to some extent but David Silva's been incredible
1: yeah, up front well, Who's Harry it? Harry Kane is the must have.
0: Yeah, Harry Kane's must have, but I think in terms of value for returning is Lukaku because if you are paying eleven point wherever one point five six seven, he scored every week. He scored. He scored every week. He has been a must have, but is he a must have anymore? I don't think he's must have anymore. But I think in terms of him being value for money, you are going to get what you want out of him. The same with uh, Costa last year. I mean, he was 10 point wherever it was. He was still, he was valued because he was giving you more than two points every week. But I think that we just want more as FPL managers than the six points. We just, we're very greedy, aren't we? We are greedy people. And then finally linked to that is a question from Ross FPL who asks us, can you succeed in FPL without a premium forward? It's very challenging too. In the absence of there being a good midfield, I can't see there being much value in in going without a premium striker, frankly. And if you are doing that, then well done. Hats off, you're a maverick. But at the same time, I'm not going to be joining you. <laughs> so let's move on to, to the wrap-up. Um, so next week, you're wildcarding Nick. What is your team looking like at the moment? Do you even know? Is is it changing week well, in, day in, day out? It's not changing day in, day
1: out, but I kind of run through it a little bit. I've got Elliot and Crawl potentially in goal. I've got um, the Vimmer and Ward, Vimmer and Ward, Vimmer Ward combo, Vimmer Ward Walker. God. Um, maybe Mbemba but I'm not sure about Mbemba anymore and I've still got Alonso in there keeping the faith and obviously Babies as well so one of those guys probably will have to yeah. come out of the team and figure it out uh, midfield potentially Sermon and TC um, Fellaini Salah still lurking around in there as well and someone else who I can't remember <laughs> another, um, uh, Silver Sil- um, yeah Silver that's it and no, then not... up front uh, obviously Jesus Kane and then Maybe Bachray, maybe Lacazette, maybe Nukaku. Maybe Vardy. Not Who knows? N- no, no. Um, no. No, not Ratface.
0: Uh, just anything you put on a teleprompter, I'll just to say yeah, Vardy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'll do that in the future. Um, so for me, um, I, I'm stuck between removing Lacazette for, uh, for Jay-Z, as I said earlier, and we, we failed miserably in keeping his name, Jay-Z, haven't we? <laughs> and. Uh, uh, Yeah, it could be Mickey out for Sana or or, uh, Sterling. I'm not going to get Silver in because basically in the gaping hole at the back, which is the league that we both are in and the one that I care about the most because I've got money on it, um, everyone seems to own him above me. um, So I can't do that. So it's got to be Sana or it's got to be Sterling. Looking like Sterling because that means I can get Rick Carlison back in next week or week after next, obviously. So, yeah, that, that
1: could be the case. Very good. And um, There's a theme, obviously, to the pod. There's a theme every week. So congratulations to FPL Ginger for getting the theme last week, which was Lord of the Rings. Obviously, there's a theme this week. and um, We've dropped a few clues in, which we do week in, week out. Um,
0: so uh, that is it. Thank you very much for listening to us. We are Who Got the Assist. Find us uh, at whogottheassist.com, um, on Twitter, at WGTAFPL, on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash who got the assist please tell your friends about us like us subscribe all of these things we love your support and we massively appreciate your support yeah
1: thank you very much and don't forget if you haven't already to join our league um our league code is 1538 17403 and if you're leading it you might even get a shout out on the pod. we'll be back in game week eight for more action and we hope this assists you
0: yeah thanks guys take care